This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Did you make the hats? I mean, that's the real question is, did you make the geld that sh- hat? Well, we're getting some artwork done. I, I, I did reach out to somebody very special whose name I can't use to get the artwork done. So hopefully. It's dollar sign, hashtag, exclamation <laughs> point, plus sign. <laughs> yeah, but I want a horse's butt in the picture, in the, uh, in the, in the hat logo. So, okay, as long as you get it right. We're All working right. on that. Start the show. Start the show. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, I have some news. You didn't say I'm Glenn the Geek from Macal, Florida. We didn't do that? No, you're a mess today. <sighs> All right. Let's just do that. I did say that. No, but then you had to read. No, you played the thing and I talked out of it. So uh, you have to say, see, you I messed am me Glenn up. the Geek. You I did. You messed me up. Three, two, one. I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 18th, episode 2562. Brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I have some news that uh, competitors have been waiting to hear. Apparently, they decided that that uh, Wellington season is going to go on for the jumpers and dressage riders. Uh, They submitted a 40-page plan of guidelines to Palm Beach County officials. Uh, And one of the things is no spectators, which will be really weird because that probably has more spectators down there on a Saturday night than any other place uh, for horse sport. So they're not going to do spectators, but of course, everybody has to wear masks, all the usual USEF rules. But um, And they got a waiver, because Europeans aren't allowed to come here right now. We're not allowed to go over there, pretty much. But they got a waiver for certain Europeans can apply for a waiver to actually fly their horses over and come over. You have to go through a lot of paperwork, I guess. But I don't know how many Europeans will bother to do it. But yeah, and they are going to live stream everything at the Palm Beach International Equestrian Center on their website. So no spectators. And they never charge to get in anyway, so they're not losing money there, except maybe on food and beer, because they sell a lot of that. But uh, that's the update from Wellington. It's what's going on. And I'm happy to announce in two weeks, the first show will be arriving at the World Equestrian Center. Speaking of uh, drama and horse shows down in Florida. Yes. Well, we won't go into that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, our Equiderma guest is mounted archer artist and Instagram star Alex Bowens, and she's going to be here today. Uh, Also, Nikki Porter from Take the Reins podcast and do us podcast on the Horse Radio Network stopping by. Jamie has some weird news, and I have a crappy list. All of that coming up on today's show. But right now, it is time for some Daily Winnies. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. 
have one auditor with a birthday today, and that's Auditor Courtney Edwards. Happy birthday to you, Courtney, all by your lonesome. Look at that. Extra special. Uh, my daily when he goes out to some individuals today's the weird news segment and i'm always complaining because like y'all all over the world are going to see weird news and i just want you to send it to me well jessica nicole glenn and a handful of others sent me one particular story uh but i can't find all of them so i don't want to mention anybody's name because then i'll get in trouble like glenn does for not forgetting somebody's <laughs> birthday so to all of you that sent me the final weird news story because it is really good and to jessica and nicole and glenn you sent me one of the weird i don't news even stories remember too. what i sent you so it'll be all new Let's just say it starts with Florida woman. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> that just says it all. You don't even need to do the story. Yeah. Florida, Florida woman. man, Florida woman. Oh, it's pretty good. That's all, that's all it takes. <laughs> hey, a couple things about schedule. We, we have our first guest coming up in a couple of minutes, and I have to ask Jamie a question, too, to follow up for Monday's show. Um, tomorrow is the fox hunting show. Uh, tomorrow is also my day to get my gallbladder out. So, uh Jamie and Debbie will be here on Friday. So we will have a show tomorrow and Friday. The Fox Hunting Show is already ready to go. Uh, they recorded it yesterday. And I'm hoping to be back on Monday if all goes well. Some people have told me, oh, you're not going to feel like coming back by Monday. And other people have told me, oh, you'll be fine for Monday. So I find that the word gallbladder is one of the sexier words. <laughs> it is kind of that word, isn't it? It's like gallbladder. Ugh. Yeah, but then you describing what's going on, which I don't want you to do on the show today because people people are having breakfast possibly um don't describe what is happening in your gallbladder but it's pretty um pretty amazing <laughs> so we'll see how it goes uh, you know nothing can be like the pain i went through the last time so uh you know give me a drugs for a few days and i think i'll be good eating might be a trouble for a while but i'm used to that too so i'm just hoping that by thanksgiving i can have a little turkey a little stuffing and be happy or we'll you can see. have tofurkey, which is what I'm going to have. And then I will be sick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Monday, I want to have a couple minutes to ask you this. You were scoot-daddled scoot out of the show early because you had to be on TV. How'd that go? Kind of a big deal, Glenn. People know me. Um, yeah, so this guy came from Channel 9 News and did a story on me. And the whole segment started with him standing in the arena with Duke. Uh, we had to like orchestrate. I was like a little assistant for him. I was like, your hair's sticking up. You got to get that down. Was he okay. solo or did he have a cameraman? He was by himself and he had a tripod. And yeah, so they, like, they don't have cameramen you. anymore. They've cut fast costs on the local yeah. TV. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, honey, your hair, the wind is blowing. Hold on, get that down. Let me lick my hand and smear your hair down. Anyway, he was like, what is a girl? What is a horse trainer in Norman? Wait, say it. How does a horse trainer in Norman, Oklahoma, get the attention of the queen? Years of hard work and a man named Monty Roberts. Oh, that was a good line. That was perfect. Yeah. Pretty good. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, the problem is, is that when a camera is on me, I turn into a 12 year old and I'm <laughs> like, oh, so my God, stupid because you've done a million shows. <laughs> Yeah, but it's there's no camera. I don't. That's I why I don't want to do camera too. on the show. And I'm like, oh my god, this is queen. It's like it's a letter in the mail. Like, I, I don't know. I just get stupid. <laughs> so there's a very good chance that I'm not going to share it. Remember, I promised I would share it with you guys if it was number one, awesome, or number two, freaking terrible. But if it's like kind of in the middle, you don't get to see it. But I'm voting for freaking terrible. 
Okay, you and I have probably done more podcast episodes than 99.9% of podcasters out there, yet I'm the same way. When we would do Finding Florida, Jemmy was terrific on the video. She would just, she would turn it on and it would go. And I would be like stumbling over words, not knowing where to put my hands. (laughs) It didn't help that Abby was standing behind the guy laughing. (laughs) I was like, you have to leave because you're making me embarrassed. How many takes did it take? Um, he just would ask questions and filmed it. I guess he's going to cut it up. And I was like, just cut it up and don't make me look really stupid. Like I get really dumb on camera. Your shoulders hurt. Did you have to ride? No, I didn't. I I just did a a demo of a join up and a demo of the mounting block. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used, I used one I knew would work. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a, a demo join up with Drax and then I did the mounting block lesson with him and then. Um, and he was like, do they always work that perfect? And I was like, to be honest, no, cause he's really trained. <laughs> like he really understands the job. He was like the best for using him in the clinic. Like he knows, but I, yeah, I can't lift my arm at all. And so he wanted to film me putting a halter on the horse. And I was like, yeah. Um, can you turn the camera off like real quick? I don't want to talk about it on the show, but I like tore something in my shoulder and I can't lift my arm. By the way, I am. That was one of the bad horses that you're, I'm not showing you today. (laughs) Yeah. I I will not be showing myself do anything that would require me to lift my arm off of my body, but yeah, it's really weird to not have a right arm. So, um, my left arm is getting so strong. It's like, how are you writing (laughs) with your left? Um, I, I, you know, I rode yesterday and the the riding part was fine because you keep your arm in by your side. But what I didn't think about was when I dismounted and, and uh-huh. I threw my leg over uh-huh. and then I slid down. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize you don't keep your arm. Anyway, enough about me and being whiny. I hate, I feel like, okay, not you. She's not listening. Um, I feel like my mother, when I complain about pain, so... <laughs> Well, look, all you and I have done for, well, all I've done in the last month is complain about pain. So I'm glad I'm not the only one right now. No, I want to I'm in the doctor yesterday and there. I was like, he was like, so on a scale of one to 10, I was like, you know what? This is horrifying to me to even talk about. He's like, you have an injury. You're here to get help. And I'm like, but I, I don't know. I feel like a wuss. <laughs> well, horse people Shake think it, it hurts on a regular sister. basis. <laughs> and you could have some serious things torn in there. I mean. MRI yeah, time. You'll find salt, out. Rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough. All right. Well, we're going to uh, go to our first guest right now. We're, we have a lot to do in today's show. A lot coming up for you today. And we have a brand new show that has just joined as of last week. The Horse Radio Network. It's a show that had already been going on. So, uh, I, and I really liked it. And we had a discussion and decided that... Uh, that she would join the Horse Radio Network family of shows, and it's on the website now uh, and coming out on the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed. By the way, we have one of those. So I wanted to remind everybody, if you listen to more than one show on the network, you listen to several, you might want to consider just subscribing to the, it's called uh, Horse Radio Network All Shows feed. And every episode of every show we do, it comes on there. And so you don't have to have separate show feeds if you don't want to. We have about 2,000 people that, do it that way. So I did, by the way, mention on the news that I do have a podcast called Horses in the Morning. Thank and you. Don't cut that part out. Radio. Don't cut oh, that totally. part out. That's yeah. gone. Yeah. Just know it's a kiss of death. But I did mention it. Thank so you. Know. Thank you for remembering this time. You and I have done that. We've both done that one. Forget to even mention we have a show. And I own the network I and I've forgotten. I don't even think I mentioned I had a child, but I mentioned <laughs> I had a show. 
All right, let's get Nikki Porter on from Take the Reins podcast. And her sound should be good, I hope, because she, you know, she's a podcaster. You're such a nerd. <laughs> like, yeah, I care about the quality of the interview. You care about the quality, quality of the sound. sound. That's right. Let's hope I get her. Hi, Nikki. Good morning. How are you? Good. You're on with Jamie and I. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What beautiful part of the world do you live in? I am in Nova Scotia, Canada, and it is absolutely beautiful here today. Oh, my God. Is it all white and snowy? No, not at all. It's green. We were we were supposed to take a cruise that got canceled because of COVID over the summer. We were doing ten nights in Canada, and one of the stops was Nova Scotia. And I was looking forward to it so much. Well, you'll have to come and visit because it is absolutely beautiful. And I say that it's green right now, and um, I think every other place in Nova Scotia has been hit with snow at least some point this fall, except for us. I don't know how we got missed. Uh, but right now it is beautiful. It's a little chillier right now than it was, but, uh, it is, it's gorgeous. I don't suggest necessarily coming this time of year though, Glenn. Okay, good. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll stick to summertime. <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> so tell us about Take the Reins. Uh, to, what, what, what is the podcast? What do you do? What do you talk about? All right. So first of all, I so appreciate being a part of your network. It's amazing. And uh, I feel like I've just become part of a new family. So, well, I look at it this way. You're now out of elementary school and into middle school. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, So the Take the Reins podcast is a personal growth podcast for horse owners. So I really consider our personal foundation just as important as our horse's foundation. And so on weekends, actually, my husband and I teach through the the summer and the fall, we teach horsemanship and trail clinics. And we use the line from Mindy Bauer, if you don't have a foundation, where do you go when things go wrong? And so my podcast really is designed to help equestrians have a strong personal foundation that complements that of their horses. And it allows them to really show up as they expect their horses to show up, not only for their horses, but in life in general. So it gives us a foundation that allows us to be focused, relaxed, connected, confident. So what's your background? Well, I'm a teacher by trade. So I was a high school drama and English teacher. Were you a drama teacher? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So for nine years, I was... Uh, very invested in the teaching world and loved it. And then um, I'm a mom and my daughter's seven years old. And my husband and I started developing our horsemanship uh, business. And I was just getting really maxed out. So I ended up leaving teaching in 2017. And uh, I started writing. So I wrote my first book, published at the end of 2018. And uh, English really is my background. I went to school originally for journalism, and that was where I wanted to go. And then I was like, I don't want to travel and do all these crazy things uh, where I'm being taken away from my family. So I went into uh, teaching English. So And now I write and podcast and 
do all the things. Well, I, you, you know that I, I, I really check out shows before they come on the network, and I can I can recommend yours. We don't have one like it. Uh, yours okay. definitely is unique uh, from all the other shows that we do, and I, and I recommend everybody that to definitely give it a try. It um, it is now available on the Horse Radio Network website, and I just got word, I haven't even told you this, from our app developer that by the end of the day today, and Apple might take a couple days, but it should be available on the Horse Radio Network app as well. So yeah. that's been... He's put in the changes. It just takes a little while to propagate through everybody to do their updates. But yeah, so you're you're definitely official now. So give me an example of something that you... Put Jamie and I on the spot and give me an example of something that you might talk about on the show. All right. So really, I guess the main topic for the last, I want to say, five episodes have been about personal awareness. So, you know, I... Well, we're both in pain right now from various things. Does that count as personal awareness? Yes. Well, part of the piece of personal awareness is really about, like, how am I feeling within myself? And then how does that change how I show up for my horse? How does that change my communication? How does that change how I show up for my partner? (laughs) Right? So, you know, if that is a piece of personal awareness, if you're in a lot of pain, um, or if there's, if there's, whether it's emotional or physical, if there's things going on, then uh, you're going to show up differently than a day that you feel on top of the world. So it's really um, okay. I'm, no horses for you today, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I was a teenager, I used to actually like I would recognize when I should be going out to ride my horse and when it was probably a good day to not. Even though my riding coach was like, "You need to ride every day," uh, I I knew even then that there were times when I just. She and I were not going to have a productive ride if I was going, and I wasn't, I wasn't able to navigate through my emotions at that time as well. So I just chose not to go ride that day. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with you totally. And, and, uh, you know, I don't go play with my pony on a day that I'm in bad shape, either mentally or physically. Uh, you know, I'll go out and hang out with them, but we, you know, I don't go driving or anything. And I'm a carriage driver. So it's, it, there's something about carriage driving that it's a commitment because you got to put on the hardest, the carriage, and there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot more to it than throwing the saddle on and going, you know? Uh, I don't, I know there's probably not. It probably takes us about the same amount of time, but it just psychologically, it seems like more. Jamie hated carriage driving, so in her mind, psychologically, it's just something to never do again. Uh, It's terrifying. (laughs) I feel like I would be terrified. (laughs) You can't do it with your hurt shoulder, Jamie. That's one thing you can't do is carriage drive because your arms. There's lots of things I can't do, and and hurt shoulder or not, I will not be driving ever again. I've retired. (laughs) Do you have a horse right now, Nikki? Water rafting, Jamie. I went white water rafting once. And people love these doing these. Never again. I will never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's it's just, some things don't make any sense. Right? Yeah, I agree. So do you have a horse right now? I do. I do. I bought my first Rainer actually a year ago. His name is Ford. And I've had horses since I was seven. And uh, then I tried to like quit riding at one point when I was in university. And that, you know how that goes. That just doesn't work really mm-hmm. at all. So, um, I met my husband and he has, he's even more invested in horses than I am. And so this was the first time I'm 37. And this was the first time since I was 18 that I like went out and chose and shopped 
and looked for my own personal horse. Uh, and it was amazing. He's fantastic. He's everything I hoped he would be. Yay. Look at you go. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, it yeah. is. Where can people go to find the show? Obviously, any podcast player, just search for Take the Reins, right? Absolutely. And my website, uh, the podcast is up to date there, NikkiPorter.ca. And uh, my host is Simplecast. So if you go to Simplecast, Take the Reins, then it's easy to find there as well. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easy to, to find. And if you think personal growth and horses, I'm really the only one, like you said, yeah, <laughs> so, on the horse radio network. So yeah, definitely. Right? And you can also go to horseradionetwork.com and you'll find it listed there with all the other shows. Thank you, Nikki. And welcome. Thanks, Jamie. It was great to be on. I got Thanks, bad news Nikki. for, I got bad news oh. for you though, Nikki. One thing, um, Jamie has a son that's seven, eight. How old is he now? Seven. Seven, but he has a girlfriend, so apparently we can't fix him up with your daughter. Not yet, anyway. No. It's okay, Glenn. I, we all know how these relationships work at seven. <laughs> It'll be done by tomorrow. <laughs> I tell her that all of her friends that she's she's like close with now, she's related to them all until she's 30, so it's all good. <laughs> okay. Thanks, yeah. Nikki. All right. We'll see you. All right. She is delightful. You knew she was going to be delightful. She's Canadian. That's right. She is delightful. I've, I've had several conversations with her, and she's a lot of fun. Can you tell us what's going on over at Stateline Tech? I don't know. I need to go over there. Oh, uh, no. I got, to... I got news for you. See, we don't even have to go to the website today. Because Stateline Tech is pleased to announce that the first wave oh. of Oak-branded products are in stock and available to ship just in time for the holiday season. Oak is the nickname for Oak Equestrian, a collection of products. O-E-Q. O-E-Q, but they say Oak. I don't know why they did that. But it's Oak Equestrian. That's why they did it. Uh, a collection of products designed by people who love to ride, utilizing their collective experiences in a variety of disciplines. They are proud to bring you quality items you'll love at prices you'll adore. If you're looking for great prices with cutting-edge style and design without spending a fortune, welcome to Oak. And that pretty much describes our whole audience. Uh, the collection is comprised of timeless, well-designed pieces that add functionality and value to any equestrian's life. Uh, you, and they have a bunch of different things from breeches to vests to winter boots to gear bags. It's a brand new company. I've not seen until I went and okay. looked today. I had not seen the products. I thought when you said Oak Equestrian, I was thinking like wooden saddle trees. Like, no, no. this is like just Clothing. the brand name of yes. like some super cute clothes. That's right. Uh, so if you want to add some of these to your personal shopping list or you, the list you give to your hubby or your significant other or your parents or somebody, because we all know you always ask for horse stuff, uh, these pieces make great gifts. And they also make great gifts for trainers and barn owners or friends, the bags and gear bags and boot bags and stuff like that. They also have some boots, too. Um, and they're going to be offering additional stuff in the future, including tack, saddle pads, horse boots, and more. So visit statelinetack.com for all the oak products and again i have i didn't see these till today because we haven't had trade shows so it's exciting to see there's new new companies coming out in the time of covid here saddles bridles girths breastplates everything they have everything yeah so there you go all Check on statelinetech.com now it is time are you ready yeah 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 all right Okay, well, Jessica sent me this one, and this is weird news, but also terrifying news. In Washington State, the Agriculture Department caught two large hornets in a trap on Wednesday. 
And guess what kind of hornets they were, Glenn? The killer death hornets. Murder hornets <laughs> in Spokane, Washington. Um, despite the nickname and hyper on the insect, it says, it has stirred fears in an already bleak year. The hornets kill at most a few dozen people a year in Asian countries. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, that's I mean, not yeah. that We're, we're killing Only... a lot more of that every day here. So <laughs> I mean... They make it like it's no big deal, but it's still a hornet that can kill you. They found Hence another the nest yesterday up there with two or three hundred in it. Yes. Do you know how they did that, Glenn? <laughs> Let me tell you. Using dental floss, entomologists what? were able to attach radio trackers to three of the murder hornets. What? And one of them led to the <laughs> discovery of another nest. <laughs> God, we technology is just out of this world right now. Okay, anybody's like in school to be an entomologist, they're like, we did it! I'm going to attach radio trackers to murder hornets via dental floss. I thought you were going to oh say they attached God. a GoPro. That's what yeah, I thought. basically, it's basically, so yeah, they, they, they you know, can have devastating attacks on honeybees. So finding all the murder hornets are... Uh, Can we please not ship them to Florida? We have every other murdery thing down here. We don't need murder <laughs> hornets. We don't need them at all. Okay, Nicole sent me this one. Y'all, I love that y'all are sending me these because I never would have found this one. That's right. We're going to go to Kentucky now, Glenn. We've gone from Washington now to Kentucky. And the name of the town in Kentucky is called <clears throat> Rabbit Hash. Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. And apparently Rabbit Hash, Kentucky has a peculiar tradition of electing candidates for their mayor that are not human. And currently they just they just voted in Wilbur, a six-month-old French bulldog. To be the mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. I wonder. I wonder how much he gets paid. Did they get paid? Is this a paid gig? It's a tradition, Glenn. And six months old, he's gonna just destroy the mayoral, mayoral office. I yeah, mean, I, I picture accidents. I picture the walls chewed up. <laughs> Amy Nolan Wilbur's human told NBC News, "Rabbit Hash, Kentucky has never had an actual person or a human as a mayor." There was a man named Don Clare who thought it would be a great idea to elect some type of animal. And so now they basically just have animals, dogs, as their mayor. So Did it maybe say who that's he was where... running against? Who lost? Let's see here. It does not. I mean, he might have he might have run unopposed. Oh. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> there have been five dog mayors of Rabbit Hash since the first, who was named Goofy. The last mayor was a pit bull named Bryn and was mayor from 2016 to 2020. By the way, mm -hmm. we both lived in Kentucky. I can just picture Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Can't you? Oh, I'm sure we've been there. Where is, I got to map that rabbit hash. I get, that's I maybe just why they're it. not on the map. We have to Google Maps that. We have to check that out and uh, do a drive through rabbit hash because I guarantee I know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn, I stand corrected, although I feel like it could have been in Florida. This story actually came from Wichita Falls, Texas, the one that you sent me. Oh, fuck yeah. And, um, I, I, feel, I, might, I might have covered this, but it's happened back in January. But, you know, weird news sometimes takes a while to make its way to the surface. Um, and people are saying that this woman is a genius. And why didn't we think of this first? 
Okay. Here's the headline. Woman riding in an electric cart was drinking wine from a Pringles can and has now been banned from Walmart. (laughs) That's right. Haven't we all wanted to drink wine while shopping at Walmart? (laughs) Police responded to a call around 9 a.m. that the woman, who is remaining nameless, had been riding around in the parking lot since about 6.30 this morning. (laughs) They found her easy rider at a nearby restaurant and informed her she was no longer invited to, quote, save money and live better at the local Walmart. (laughs) Did she start the night before or did she start in the morning? I think she might have been joyriding in the parking lot and then rolled on in drinking wine. Um, it's a little early, Pringles isn't it? Can. You know, <laughs> I love that somebody posted um, the tweet from, you know, woman banned from Walmart while riding car while drinking wine from a Pringles can. And somebody's response was, your move, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the woman's name hasn't been released, but plenty of people have stepped forward to claim credit. <laughs> I never thought about the Pringles can. I never thought about uh, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those plastic Pringle cans. Especially. You know, in Florida, she'd be drinking right out of the box. It'd be the spigot be right out of the box. I mean, that'd be so obvious, though. Yeah. Okay, one cool. more, one more. And I don't want to dissuade anybody from sending it, but lots, like lots of people sent me this one, which just makes me happy. And um, we're going to head up to Wyoming, to Yellowstone National Park. Three men have been temporarily banned from Yellowstone National Park. They're actually, they served two days in jail, and they had to pay $540 in fines, two of the guys. Now, the third man, he must have been really guilty. He had to pay $1,250 in fines and fees, and all three men are banned from Yellowstone for the next two years while they served two years of unsupervised probation. What is unsupervised probation? What good is probation if you're not supervised? (laughs) I mean, give these guys an ankle bracelet, Glenn, because here's what they did. The three men were caught in the hot springs of Shoshone Geyser Basin, hiking with cooking pots, and the ranger found them. Somebody reported, like, hey, dude, somebody's walking up in here with cooking pots. It was discovered that the group had two whole chickens in a burlap sack and they had put it in the hot spring. <laughs> so they were <laughs> cooking chicken in a hot spring in Yellowstone Does that work? National Park. Well, you know, I mean, it is really hot water, I guess. It's boiling like boiling sh- it, I guess. <laughs> Yellowstone National Park is home to hundreds of geysers and thermal features. And um, the water temperature for the various features ranges from 180 to 196 degrees. But water in Hot Springs, Glen, can cause severe or fatal burns. And scalding water, this is what I was thinking. Did they have like on a fishing pole? Right at the edge, you know, you could fall through into the geyser. The water underlies most of a thin breakable crust around the hot springs. And it is illegal to throw objects into the hydrothermal features. And you're not allowed to leave boardwalks or designated trails. You're not allowed to bring food in. And um, visitors have been burned by the scalding water people. People have died, but these guys had chicken to cook, Glenn, and they were going to get it done, but they were busted. (laughs) Do you think this was a dare or they really were trying to cook chicken? 
Um, well, I don't know, but Eric and Dallas Roberts and Eric Romreal, uh, all are, uh, they're paying for it, Glenn. <laughs> it would have been cheaper just to buy some chicken at Costco. Plus, That's there's got to be stuff in that water that's not good for you. There's got <laughs> there's so much wrong with it. <laughs> there's just got to be stuff in there that's not good for you at all. I mean, let's think about this. Let's see how this went down. Hey, man. You think we could, like... Go on in that park there and use that boiling water to cook up these chickens I bought. Because sure would be good. You know, it's like nature up in there and you can just throw your chicken in and, and eat it while it's freshly boiled in the geyser hot springs. And the other person was like, hey, man, that's a really good idea. And the third guy was like, let's go. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good times. Good times. They are. uh, Yeah, they're banned for just two years. So, oh, that's yeah, that's. No big deal. They'll be back. They can try. They'll be back. But They'll try and cook everybody. a roast next. It'll be roast yeah. next. Well, just exactly. Yeah. I mean, that makes <laughs> a more leg sense. of lamb. <laughs> Neil has been our editor for many years, and he started a new online store called Toma Gear. And a bunch of you, he's told me, have gone over and bought stuff now for the holidays. You have to get your orders in early. It's probably the last ad I'm going to be able to do for him because uh, the orders take a little time with COVID and everything to get to. He wants to make sure everybody gets their orders by the holidays. They now have men's and women's affordable luxury watches, sunglasses, bracelets, and more. They also have outdoor watches. You can wear them around the barn. I wear mine. It looks fancy. It looks like it's a $500 watch, but uh, it only cost me $49. Um, and they offer brand names as well, Diesel, Gas, Citizen, Casio. You can, uh, as I said, get the outdoor rugged styles, or you can get Is very pretty ones. Is knocking off, like, like, transport trucks and stealing these out I, of them? I didn't ask. Um, Neil used to be a hip hop producer, so I'm guessing that anything goes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> he sure. <knows> people. <laughs> uh, they also have beaded bracelets, just a lot of cool stuff. These would make great gifts, by the way, for trainers or for people in the barn, or if you're doing Secret Santas, it's perfect for that as well. They also have a full line of sunglasses, and only for Horse Radio Network listeners, if you use the coupon code HRN today, you get 25% off. His already very affordable prices. So go to shoptomatoma.com. That's shoptomatoma.com. And I'll remind everybody that if you forget, if you go, what was that sponsor today? Just look in the show notes. We have links to all the sponsors in the show notes every day. So it's very easy to do. And our guests as well. Don't forget the show notes. They're on most podcast players. You swipe left or swipe right, and you'll see the show notes with links. Just click on the link and go right there on your phone. All right, it's time for Crappy List Wednesday, and I have a crappy list for you. <clears throat> Actually, That's it's a, a good thing. It's a pretty good list. Well, you can decide whether it's crappy or good. This is on horseyhooves.com. Uh, it's a blog. 16 things horses do to annoy us. And I want to see if we all agree with these 16 things, okay? So let's see, let's see how well she did writing this article. This was done by DJ Madsen, so on hor horseyhooves.com. Number one, they're ill-mannered right after you brag about their disposition. And I was hoping that your story would be for a Monday that as he was filming, the horse didn't join up and ran off the other direction. We did have a similar type of situation at the, at the end when he was filming the little piece like, how does a girl in Oklahoma who's a horse trainer, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. I was like, you know what you need is you need a horse to be standing right next to you. So I was like, I have a horse that will not move. If you just put him somewhere, he'll stand on his mark like an angel. So I go in and I get, of course, the Duke. So I bring the Duke out and I put the Duke right next to him. 
and he's setting up the tripod. So I was like his stand in and I'm standing there next to Duke and Duke is standing perfect. And of course he comes out and he has never really been around a horse. He's definitely not a farm guy. He's like from New York, you know? And, uh, I put, I put Duke next to him and I give him the lead rope and I'm like, okay, here we go. And, and of course Duke immediately like walks right into him, <laughs> like pushes him over. I was like, Duke, go back to your mark. Back to your mark, buddy. And he didn't, he couldn't even like push him back with the lead rope. Like I had to come back out and reset the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm like, this one won't move. He's totally perfect. And then he's like, do you have treats? Cool. All right. <laughs> the next one I like too. They roll immediately following a bath. I've got a system down now with Scooter because he's the one that ponies do that immediately. So with Scooter, I don't put him out immediately. I take him and I hand graze him for a while because he won't roll while he's hand grazing because he, he can't give up two blades of grass. So I hand graze him for a while in the sun and let him kind of dry off a little and I put him in a stall. And if he rolls in a stall, it's just shavings. So I put him in a stall until he's completely dry and then he goes out. So I have a system now. He doesn't go out immediately because. I know, but Thor would, when I was walking him from the cross ties where I would bathe him to his stall, he would just drop like somebody had shot uh, him. And you can't stop him. Once they're going you down, can't you can't them. stop him. No. No. Yeah, you can't stop him. That is something they do that annoys us. Uh, Alisa they... Wallace was like, teach him to lay down. Give him a treat when he's on the ground. <laughs> I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> I like this one. They pick the worst times to poop. And we've all been there. So... We all know what that's like. A, enter working trot, X, halt, salute. And why is it always Proceed running? Proceed working trot. And it's always no. running at that time. when they. <laughs> it's always runny when they do that, too. It's never Ew. solid poop, either. Because runny just makes it extra embarrassing. And it gets on their legs. Um, they step on the hose during a bath. This is one thing. We finally, uh, the landlords, thank God, put in the overhead uh, arm. With the hose oh, dang for what? Oh, it's so nice. You don't have to worry about him stepping on the hose anymore because Scooter would just do that every single time. Yeah, so the overhead arm is really nice, by the way, guys. I, I like it. Um, they will destroy brand masks or apparel, and Nigel just Nigel will not leave his fly mask on for more than two minutes. It just comes off. No matter what brand we get, it does not matter. I'll tell you again that the, the worker at one of the barns where I had my horse, he goes, you know what you need? On your fly mask? I'd say, well, I said, what? He's like, nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would work once. <laughs> well, it would. There you go. That's the only way you're going to keep it on this horse. Uh, they disappear into unknown spaces when it's time to come in. Yep. Every time. When Jennifer goes out to get Nigel, he's in about a five-acre pasture by himself. And there's a tree at the very far corner. And he can fit behind the tree. That's where he hides. And I go out and I can't find him. And he's always behind that tree. When Jennifer goes out, he runs up to the gate. So that tells you. I don't know why that is. I don't. He doesn't like me for some reason. He just wants to see me walk, I think. You need exercise. You're fat. You can come get come me. Come on, fat. Yeah. Come on, fatty. Uh, they pass gas when you're near the rear, uh, and that is a carriage driver's uh, nightmare, by the way. We have that problem all the time. I we want to point out, though, that I worked at a barn, and this, this girl had her horse in training, and I was just a, a student. And she's like, um, J Dave, every time I lift my horse's back leg, she farts on me. She does it on purpose. She just doesn't like me. And I was like, can I take this one? 
<laughs> okay, so when you pick up the hind leg, you're readjusting the gut. And she's actually, that's the anthropomorphism that drives me crazy. Like, she is not trying to be hateful. You just readjusted her bowels and gas came out. Like, that's what happens. So stop blaming your horse. I think actually you, her answer, her 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 uh, thought is more of a horse husband thought. That's how we think. <laughs> the next one, number nine, is on point. What's that one? Which is, they're prone to injury. Right before a competition. Uh, or losing or a shoe. Losing a yeah, shoe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody always loses a shoe right before. That's true. Uh, their poop ends up in the most inconvenient places. And it's always the hardest to get places, especially in the horse trailer, in the little cracks, and you have to take the mats out. And is there more disgusting jobs than having to pull the mats out of your horse trailer and clean underneath? Ugh. You know, I, there is a more disgusting job. And I'll tell you what it is. It's when I have this current horse in training, and every time I bring him in, he poops in my automatic waterer. Oh. And it's like poop soup. It's so disgusting. How do you clean those? Does the bowl come out? Yeah, so you have to pull the top off. It has like a little slide button and you slide the top off and there's a bowl, but you have to push it down and like lock the water so it doesn't run when you pull the bowl out. So you have to so you're, oh, you're handling it considerably. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then you have to pull out this bowl full of like poop soup and it's usually overflowing and it it's disgusting. And then sometimes you have to get all the shop back because it's fallen down uh. in there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer had this problem. She had this battle for, for months here. We, again, Nigel's Field, way in the back of the farm, five acres. We have those big, round, open water bowls that are automatic. You know, they have the hose hooked to them, but they're big and round and heavy. So um, apparently, there we can't. We didn't know what it was, a fox. We have fox around here. We have all kinds of raccoons and stuff like that. Some animal was pooping in the water bowl every day. I think the animal would come get a drink of water and then turn around and poop. So it was disgust. It would be brown when you'd go out. She had this battle. She had to Clorox it every day. She was so pissed. I don't know. The animals left, but it, that went on for a month. <laughs> and of course, that you can't sucks. drink the water. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, we had that problem. Uh, rubbing out braids after you've just spent two hours putting them in. You know, I had the opposite problem at the Thoroughbred Makeover because Kayla, one of our listeners, came and braided for me, the host of the, the oh, what's uh, her show? is the uh, Sales and Breeding Show. Yeah, Sales and Breeding, yeah. She She came and she did my braids. Like, the show is over, and I'm like, Kayla, how the hell am I supposed to get these out? <laughs> she does tight braids, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. And she was like, it's easy if you know how to do it. And she's like, clip here, clip here, turn it over, clip here, then you're going to turn it over again, you're going to clip here, and then you're going to feed this through here. And, you're gonna... and I was like... <laughs> How much does it cost to get you to take him out? <laughs> because I'm just going to roach his mane. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, they won't accept your treats. Well, in, in Jamie's case, that's a good thing. Uh, I had an email, and I wish I remember who sent it to me because I was going to... Uh, uh, and she said to me, this was an email I got last week because you busted my chops about hand-feeding treats again. And she said, don't you let Jamie bust your chops about hand-feeding treats. If you love your pony and you're a horse husband, you can hand-feed treats. So there, I have a defender. Who said that? A listener wrote me an email. What's her, what's her name? I don't know. Or I his have to name. look it up. I'm going to need their name, their information, <laughs> their address. Now, you know what gonna, What we're going to say is that you're going to show up one day, you're going to call me, and you're going to be like, I can't come to work today. And I'm going to be like, why? What happened? And you're like, I have to go to the doctor. I'm like, oh, is it your gallbladder again? <laughs> no, I lost my um, second and third finger in my pony's mouth when it bit my hand when I was I, 
pre- thought I had a treat. And for for that listener, who is probably a new listener, I don't know, uh, but uh, we have been having this conversation for ten years. This is not <laughs> this new. This is not new. <laughs> no, this is our old married couple conversation that we have. Uh, that and the word hoof. And yes. <laughs> 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 Uh, and let's do a final one. They will mark you with their slobber. And it's usually when you say, hey, I just put on my nice clothes. We're going to go out to dinner, but I'm going to go check on the horses. And I go out and Scooter sticks his nose out and goes right over you. Every yeah. single oh, yeah. time. You just can't go to the barn with your nice clothes on. You just can't. Or your nice shoes. You can't do that either. How many times have we all ruined shoes by going out to the barn just saying, well, I'll just check on the horse. Oh, I don't feel like changing my shoes. I just got home from dinner. And then, you know, you I'll step in a careful. pile of poop. Yeah. Or mud or something. Uh, yeah. So that was on horseyhooves.com. You can find it uh, there. And they have a lot of cool articles on there, too. It's actually a pretty good little blog. So was that a crappy list or a good list today? Mm. This is all right. All right, all right. Daily Dose. <laughs> I want to talk to you about Daily Dose, and I know I've had a couple people reach out to me in the last week about this. Scooter is doing great on his Daily Dose Carbuster feed. Uh, we get it delivered from directly from Chewy. That's where you buy it. Carbuster is a light feed made from Timothy Hay pellets as a base and added peas in there as well. Sunflower seeds, flaxseed meal, dried kelp, and prebiotics are in there, which I'm going to be needing some after my surgery. You know, the good stuff. And what's really interesting about this is uh, the NSC value is 7%. So it's perfect for ponies that have, uh, you know, that are easy keepers, that get a little fat, that I may feed treats to too much. See, uh, you didn't have to do this if you wouldn't feed them treats. So you have to you balance know, one it of out. the listeners in the care package I got when I was sick sent a bunch of low fat treats for Scooter. So I'm giving him low fat treats too. So he's getting his nu- nutrients he needs without excess calories. And this is very powdery. It doesn't look like grain. It's very powdery, but he eats it. I said, first time I saw it, I said, there's no way in hell he's going to eat this. Uh, and he gets it in with a little bit of alfalfa uh, cubes that we wet down. And he eats it right up. He loves the stuff. He'll, he'll lick the plate. I, I, was, I was surprised because it didn't look like the consistency I would expect him to eat. Uh, but you can find uh, this. Again, it is called... The Daily Dose Carb Buster. And you can find it at dailydoseequine.com or just search for it at chewy.com and place your order. Free shipping, and your UPS guy will love you. Our next guest, I'm pleased to welcome Alex Bowens. And Alex is a horse chick, obviously, Instagram star, recognized internationally as award winning oil painter, specializing in custom art and She's also a legit mounted archer. Hey, Alex. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having. Thank you for coming on. Um, so, tell us a little bit about your kind of time as a mounted archer. Sure. I um I started uh, doing mounted archery, uh, I think about ten years ago. I was coming out to Arizona. I was living in Chicago at the time. And I was coming out to visit my reigning trainers who had just moved to uh, the Phoenix area. And I just sold my last reigning horse. So I was looking to maybe get into another sport, try something new. I had been thinking about mounted shooting. And uh, I happened to see a truck driving down the road and it said mounted archery lessons. And so my mom said, quick, write down that number. And so I wrote it down. Um, I called the woman and I started taking lessons with her and I just fell in love immediately and you know, I was still living in Chicago at the time, so I would come out to Arizona and practice with her. Her name's Di Troik, and um, it was just the rest is history. I kind of started to um, 
just pick up different horse projects and, you know, see if they would get along well with me shooting a bow off of them. And just one thing led to another. And it's a really fun sport and um, very, you know, very, very just casual. And uh, we have a good time with it, doing different tricks and, you know, inventing new stuff to try every time. Absolutely. I mean, the picture that I am looking at is you on this beautiful, I believe it's a gypsy, um, and he's rearing while you're shooting, uh, intently. So what, what are some of the, <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges about being a mounted archer? Um, I think one of the challenges is just for me personally, I can't speak for everyone, but, uh, I, I kind of go to different, it's a challenge and a reward because, I like to try it on different horses all the time. So it's probably just getting the horse desensitized to it. Um, some of the noises, you know, from the bow, uh, when you release the arrow, if the horses don't like it. So I, I find it a fun challenge, to be honest, um, just trying to work with horses and get them comfortable and trusting you. And because I right now I'm in between projects and I don't have my own horse, um, I'm kind of finding it's fun to try all these different like friends horses uh, that one you mentioned um, his name's Windsor, the gypsy cob, and he actually belongs to a friend of mine. And so it was kind of fun to be able to work with him and, you know, just move from different horses and, and try to teach them a new trick and see what their problem areas might be and how I can get them past that. Is there a particular breed that you find takes to it the best or the worst? Um, I'm my favorite breeds personally are just quarter horses and gypsies right now. Maybe it's cause I have the most exposure with them. Um, but I, I feel like they're really good all-around horses. They're kind of up for anything. Um, they're smart horses. And so I find that, you know, each horse is kind of like a person. I don't like to generalize too much, but they all have different personalities and ways of working. So I haven't necessarily found a breed necessarily that I like best for it, other than, you know, the quarter horse or the gypsy. But um, I just find different personality traits, you know, horses that are willing to trust you, um, are a little bit easier to train mares or geldings oh in general or for horseback archery for archery oh and archery. then in general because it sounds like you might have a different answer <laughs> i i i'm starting I, I change my answer all the time because <laughs> i my first horse was a mare and i absolutely loved her i do think that you know a horse of my own i, I i'm kind of leaning towards having a mare again because i've been having geldings like more recently and I love geldings as well um mares fluctuate with their attitude sometimes but I find that when a mare really trusts you uh she'll kind of do anything for you so I might have to say mare even though I feel like I'm betraying all the good geldings that have really treated me nicely with horseback archery it's okay we won't tell them it's fine <laughs> yeah please don't <laughs> Your secret is safe with us. Now you also have a, uh, you also do art. Now, Glenn, this is where I'm going to have you play the bumper. Go ahead, play right, it. Right. You ready? Go. You're ready. Go. And here's another Horse Radio Network holiday gift idea. Not only are you a talented mounted archer, you're also an artist. And I was looking through your portfolio on your website, which is alexbowensfineart.com, and your oil paintings look frighteningly real. Oh, thank you. That's a really <laughs> nice compliment. I appreciate that. I mean, I oil them. is tough, but this, I mean, the, the two Dobermans that are laying on each other, I feel like I could reach out and touch them. Oh, thank you very much. That was a really special commission. So a commission is just a custom 
portrait. So this woman um, that I actually was riding with, she had she had just lost her dog, um, the brown dog in the in the picture that you're looking at of the oil painting, and she wanted a painting to commemorate the relationship of her two dogs. And I just felt that that really represented, you know, the bond and the relationship that those animals had together. And so it was a really special one to work on. And then that one was actually won an award and traveled all over the world, Um, went to the Museum of European Modern Art in Barcelona, uh, Sotheby's in Los Angeles, and then um, at the Selma Gandhi Club in New York City. And so it's a really meaningful portrait to me. Um, and I love Doberman, so it kind of, you know, now Dobermans really have a special place in my heart. i got to ask you, how cool taste. was it to go to a big museum, an international museum like that, and see one of your pieces on the wall? That has to be surreal. It was completely surreal, and I was really fortunate to go with um, my childhood best friend, and we've been best friends since first grade, and she and I have kind of like we saw our dreams come true. She became a very successful musician. And then my dream was to have a painting in a museum. That was kind of my lifelong dream. And so to go there together, it was just, it felt completely surreal. I'm, I'm really grateful that we were able to do that together. That's so cool. That's, well, congratulations yeah. for that. Wow. Thank so, you very much. Appreciate so the, the gift part of this is you do custom work, commission paintings? Yes, not- Yeah, so I specialize in commission work. So what that means is um, someone comes to me with an idea, and whether it's an animal or a a portrait of a person, um, recently I've had someone come to me with, you know, a still life and a landscape idea, um, and we just discuss, you know, what are you looking for in this portrait? Um, I I like to go for the feeling that someone's after, because each person has a different, you know, tone that they're going for. and then we work out the details of, um, you know, references, whether, you know, especially with animals, whether the animal's still alive, I might go and photograph them and do sketches from life and then turn that into an oil painting. Um, if an animal might have been deceased, um, I'm able to work from photographs. And because I studied anatomy thoroughly and then being around horses, it's, it's translated really well to the fine art where I'm able to study the anatomy and then capture the likeness of the animal. That's great. You also have uh, been very successful in Instagram. I mean, you have almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. I know when you, you know, people, and there's a lot of people listening right now that goes, how can I get 100,000? What do you think has been the key to your success on Instagram? What has made it work? Why have people, you know, come to you? I, I think being genuine and just having fun, um, not trying to, you know, I, when I started my Instagram account, it was before, you know, the term using air quotes influencer was really a thing at all, um, the Instagram influencer. So I, I really wasn't trying to get anything out of it. I just wanted to be able to share my thoughts and pictures with people that were, you know, like-minded. And I love my group of people on Instagram because it, it feels like a really nice network, especially during the crazy times that we've experienced during quarantine. It's been a nice way to connect with people. Um, but what I'd also like to tell people about um, quantity is is not to worry about it. If people are looking to start an Instagram account, it, it's more about the quality of the people and, you know, you having like-minded network and, and making connections like that. I don't get too caught up in numbers, to be honest, because I think that's just more of a vanity thing. Um, but, you know, I just, and I don't want kids to 
start thinking, I need to get 100,000 followers mm-hmm. to, to do this. It's great to have that. And I like having a large network of people that love horses and love art. Um, but it's really just finding your, um, your tribe uh, on social media. I think that's really important. And that's the, the most rewarding thing you can get out of it. Has it so ja- so yeah, Glenn yeah. Lucas, my seven-year-old, he got in the car yesterday and he's like, mom, I'm really serious about something that I want to do. And I was like, what's up, buddy? And he's like, well, I want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, I'm going to do videos on YouTube. Well, what kind of videos are you going to do? I'm going to do everything. I'm going to play video games on YouTube and I'm going to like l- open boxes on YouTube. <laughs> Pretty much a little bit of everything. Oh. So I'm going to play him this and be like, you have, it's all about quality, not quantity, buddy. <laughs> It is. It's quality, not quantity. And I'm all about, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit. And if you have an idea in mind, but I, you know, just for the younger kids, um, gaining that many followers is not going to change how you feel every day. Uh, unless you really love your life and you're sharing the things that you love, um, just having a big following does not change your everyday life. And yeah, I think we've learned that. that we've learned that too, haven't we, Jamie? <laughs> Yeah, our life still goes Having, on. More people <laughs> listen, or four hundred. It doesn't yeah, really it matter. Doesn't. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it doesn't. And I, and I I want to make sure that's something I'm I've been trying to tell people lately is like, hey, you know, go and do what you love to do. Um, you know, and if you want to start a business, you you definitely should investigate that. But but choose a topic that you are really interested in and something that you would love to share with just ten people. And then if it goes from there, I mean, I've had no intentions of growing a a large following. Um, I was just sharing things that I love. And so in that regard, I don't have any emotional attachment to it. And I think that's a healthy, safe place to be mentally for people. So tell your seven-year-old, I love the idea and pick something that he loves to do. So if he loves video games or um, I don't know what the unboxing thing is, but if he likes to do the unboxing thing, that no, that means that Jamie that. has to yeah. buy him lots of stuff. That's why yeah. he wants to Basically, do the unboxing thing. Something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that means. That's kid code for buy me stuff. <laughs> I have a great idea. How about a YouTube video about doing chores around the house? That's oh, awesome. there you go. That's perfect. He can <gasps> do the that, dishes. He can do the laundry. <laughs> and he'll be the only seven-year-old that has videos about doing household chores. It's oh, perfect. It's totally. It's the seven-year-old yeah. mucks out the stall. That's brilliant. Look at that. Perfect. Hey, I would love to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, uh, you also, I, I saw you riding this Gypsy Vanner, and you have a lot of pictures with the Gypsy Vanner, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, but Gypsy Vanners are hard to take care of. Um, and I do know that you use Equiderma products. Uh, so why do you like Equiderma? Oh, man. So, there's, uh, so they all look a little similar, but I have three gypsies that I help friends with. So they're owned by friends of mine. And I, you know, whether I'm teaching them horseback archery or flying a drone off of them, they're always up for anything. And I help take care of them at the end of all of our sessions. Well, before I started using Equiderma shampoo and conditioner, it would literally take me an hour to get through that gypsy vanner's mane and tail. I mean, it was just such a process. I started using the Equiderma shampoo and conditioner I mean, it is it is so fast. I mean, because they have really thick, coarse tails and manes and long, and they're beautiful, but they're a lot of work. And I haven't found a better product than Equiderma's shampoo or conditioner. I haven't found a better shampoo or conditioner out there. So I'm a big fan of uh, their products, especially for the gypsies um, or any horse that you have a nice, thick tail or you want them to be really shiny and slick. 
I'm a really big fan of those. Yeah, because those when a products. gypsy mane gets, gets cruddy, you're not getting a comb through it. There's just not working. No. No. Oh, no. I was picking through that tail for like an hour before I put over products. Like, it was really an ordeal. I would kind of go, oh, man, do I really want to do this today? But we just uh, literally over the last weekend, it was pretty warm in Phoenix. And so we said, hey, let's do a bubble bath day. And we got through everybody really quickly. And they looked beautiful afterwards. And it was very anyone that owns a horse knows it's very satisfying when you don't you don't have to get more of the crud out and you don't feel like at the end of it that there's still soap suds in there and um, it's difficult to get through so i'm i'm a big believer i'm a big fan of their shampoo and conditioner as well as their other products too but those would be the ones that i use the most frequently Sounds good. You can go to Equiderma.com to find those. Try the coupon code HRN, and uh, something might happen there as well. So uh, uh, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Where can people find your work? And also, what's your Instagram account? Sure. My Instagram is at Alex underscore Bowens. Um, my other just art-focused Instagram is at Alex underscore Bowens underscore art. And my website, you can go to Alex Bowens, and that's B-A-U-W-E-N-S.com, so alexbowens.com, and contact me, um, sign up. The first place that I uh, submit work or send new work to is through my email list. Um, and so if they sign up for an email or send me a message, I respond to all messages through my website. All right, good. So thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it, and good luck with it all. Have fun. Thank you, Glenn, and thank you, Jamie. It was a pleasure talking to you both. All right, bye, Nice Alex. talking to you, too. Thanks. Have a good one. Well, we've had some delightful guests on today. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Now, I can't wait to teach my Andalusian how to rear while I'm shooting mounted <laughs> That's archery. That's one thing off. you missed at the uh, makeover was the rearing while shooting. I have had lots of horses rear. I just, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> she has pictures of her jumping and shooting at the same time, too. I know. Which has to be guy. another trick. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she must be taller because she looks like she has long legs in this picture because that's a big horse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she must be a little bit on the duller side. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow is fox hunting with, uh, with Tara and Jennifer. And then Jamie will be back with Debbie on Friday. We have a post show for you. I have, it's going to be a real quick one. But uh, I, have, I have something I found on Slate.com that I wanted to go over with oh, you. Oh, Lord. Uh, and thank you, Jamie. All right. Spay, neuter, geld. Everybody have a good one.